Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sandy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman. It is finally game week. Uh, Today we touch up on our special teams preview. We dive deep into Indiana's season opener against Penn State which is happening at 3.30 on Saturday at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington. Uh, the game will be shown on Fox Sports 1. You can listen on the radio as well uh, with Don Fisher and Buxor and Joe Smith on the call on your IU radio affiliates uh, around the state of Indiana and wherever you listen to your radio on the internet uh, around the country. Uh, so before we get into that, we have a few words from our – buddies over at uh bet online so it has been a crazy crazy wait but the wait is finally over a triple header of fun is upon us this week football is in full effect the big 10 is back uh with many teams strutting their stuff and the mlb playoffs are in full swing world series starts tomorrow night uh you might not be at a game this year but you could still be in on the action at bet online Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Finally, here, TJ, let's dive into special teams a little bit. Um, it's an area that when it's going well, nobody really cares. Um, or when it's going okay, nobody really cares. When it's going well, people are uh, hooting and hollering about it. But when it goes wrong, um, nobody could shut up about it. And uh, last year for IU, they weren't great on special teams. Uh, kickoff return wasn't great, but they uh, – Glaring errors at the end of the season. Um, you could go to back to the Penn State game. You could go to Purdue. And, of course, you could circle the bowl game as uh, those areas of concern. In the, in the Penn State game, you have Wap Fillier misplay a punt. Now, it's very debatable whether or not he touched it, but he shouldn't be near that ball. Uh, anyway, you had the um, the fake punt that was – audibled out of but maybe a communication error uh and then you had purdue you had logan justice missed three uh three field goals and you had to go to charles campbell who we'll talk about here in a little bit and then of course the onside kick in the bowl game which a guy was out of position for you could debate whether or not you wanted the hands team on there but if you have the hands teams on there with the fair catch rule it it's really no risk um, to be prepared for that onside kick, even though it, it wasn't as obvious as everybody says it was. I, there was four, four, like five minutes left. You had uh, Tennessee had, I think, all three of their timeouts. So they could have kicked it deep, 
Um, but it wasn't 100%, oh, my God, it's going to be an onside kick. Uh, but still, you probably should have run the hands team out there. And he definitely should have had the guy in position where right where they kicked it in that vacated hole and recovered it. And then you also had a missed field goal, albeit a long one, and a, uh, a doink extra point, which was the margin of victory um, as well. So there's a lot to clean up on special teams. IU hasn't had a kickoff return for a touchdown since 2012. A punt return last year was dreadful after a couple of really good years with Jay Sean Harris uh, back at punt return. Uh, what is your overview on on special teams? And sorry for dragging everybody back through all those nightmarish memories uh, of, of special teams gaffes in, in the last couple of years. I think special teams, you mentioned it, you know, right at the start there. I think it's very true. Uh, it's, it's a phase that when it doesn't go well, uh, it costs you football games, particularly against teams that are good enough to take advantage of it. Uh, which Penn State, you know, to start off, just for one, Penn State certainly is good enough to take advantage of it and has before. Indiana's had special teams problems against the Nittany Lions uh, several times over the past few years. Um, I think this year's special teams unit, uh, you know, the, the parts that you can look at right away would be punter and kicker, and you feel pretty good about them. Uh, you know, obviously, getting Hayden Whitehead back, uh, that's a very experienced punter that I think is very solid. Uh, you might like, you know, a bit more consistency out of him. Uh, but I think White, you know, you're, you're getting a solid punter there. You know what you're getting. Um, plenty of experience for him. And then Charles Campbell flashed, uh, flashed last season. Certainly the, the huge kick against Purdue. Uh, that he had um, definitely has the leg and the talent. Uh, can't can't stress enough how important it is uh, to have a, a good place kicker as well. So that's something we you know we'll see. Uh, what we don't know is how Indiana is going to handle returns. Uh, unless I've missed something, it's not. It has not been announced who's going to be the, uh, you know, opening kickoff returner uh, or who's going to be the punt returner. Um, you know, uh, Indiana has a lot of options, but I, I think it's really time that they get something out of those return units, uh, which far too often the past few years has just been uh, completely ineffective as a return unit. Coverage was good last year, uh, so you want to see that continue, but uh, the return units have got to give Indiana something uh, to improve starting field position. Those hidden yards can be a huge, huge factor in games. Yeah, and right now, um, Indiana's depth chart just came out a few minutes ago before the show, TJ. Uh, they have Reese Taylor or oh. Wachtelier, uh listed at punt returner. I think it's going to be Reese Taylor. Uh, you have um, David Ellis listed as the number one kick returner with Irod Lloyd. Uh, yes. behind him and um you know then you have you know iu uses a kickoff specialist as well and jared smoller was really good last year yeah but the year before he started off really well and then kind of faded down the stretch in the last half of the season part of that was due to weather and part of that is leg fatigue and so you have chris freeman uh behind him who's a freshman 
He's listed as a five-star kicker by Cole's Kicking Services, who also listed Charles Campbell as a five-star kicker. Uh, so you've got some depth there. You, have, you saw Nate Snyder go to Louisiana. He made a big kick this year uh, for the Raging Cajuns down there. But you look at that, that's, you know, Snyder only had like a 35% touchback rate. Um, and he had, I believe, three kicks out of bounds. And those are the those are the mistakes you, you want to uh, kind of get rid of are those kicks out of bounds, uh, especially after scores. It gives the momentum back to the other team. And it seems, I don't have the statistic on it, but it seems that every time a kick goes out of bounds, the other team comes back and scores a touchdown. Um, and, and that's in any game, not just IU games. So, you know, Hayden Whitehead, I think the knock on him is he's had two punts blocked in his career. And now he's punted a lot. He holds the all-time IU record for most punts in the season with 85. But um, those punts came in uh, situations where you can't have a punt block. Uh, it was against Maryland in 2017 that allowed them back in the game with a uh, they returned it for a touchdown, and then against Ohio State. Now, it might have not have made a difference, but it went for a safety, uh, and and uh, but it was still early in the game when IU may have had a chance to make that a game, um, and Chris Olave blocked it, nearly uh, recovered it in the end zone before it bounced out of bounds, but he's got to stay away from that that critical error. Other than that, he's been outstanding. Uh, he's had a whole bunch of kicks over 50 yards. He uh, makes people fair catches, uh, catch kicks. There hasn't been a real big punt return in a long time, knock on wood. Uh, and I think, you know, he came in as kind of um, as one of those guys who could kick with both legs. And we haven't seen that yet. And I think maybe this year you see him punt. He usually punts with his left foot. Maybe this is the year we see him punt with his right foot. Um, and then you have Sean Ratcher at long snapper. I think you, you need to have Reese Taylor, punt returner, and David Ellis has yep. got something on kick return. You've got to sometimes jumpstart this offense. And if you could give them that extra 15, 20 yards, you know, maybe out to 40 or 45, and you, you turn punts into field goals and field goals into touchdowns that way, you make it a little bit easier on your offense uh, and you control field position. So I think David Ellis is a key on, on special teams. Any final thoughts on special teams before we get into um, fully on to Penn State? I, I agree with you, Reese Taylor. I, I just, I love Wap Fillier. I don't want him on fun return for two reasons. First is going to be the, the injury risk. Uh, second is just going to be the decision-making there. Uh, and David Ellis, I, I think he's the guy uh, to give the first shot to a kicker turner. So if that's what it ends up being, uh, we'll see how it plays out starting Saturday. But uh, it's a unit that overall needs to clean up those things that they messed up on last season. Um, and, and at the very least, you know, not hinder Indiana's chances in contests. So, um, Let's move on to Penn State, though. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Let's get cracking. Yeah. Um, Penn State's coming in. They're ranked number nine uh, in the country in, uh, I, I believe, both polls. Um, yeah. Nine and seven in the respective polls. I use receiving votes in both polls. Uh, game kicks off at 3.30. 
It's on uh, Fox Sports 1. So this is a big game for Indiana. Uh, and we've seen in openers this year, TJ, uh, that teams, there are a lot of upsets. Uh, Indiana comes in, I think they opened up at a, at a seven, a seven-point underdog. Uh, it went down to six and a half. There, there could be some news about Journey Brown being out, which haven't been um, concerned. And, and for those who don't know, Journey Brown is Penn State starting running back. I, this is a big-time opportunity for, for IU. And I think several things work in their favor. One, IU, and I mean this with best intentions, IU's used to playing in an empty stadium. Um, they're used to having limited crowds. They know how to bring their own juice and, and get, uh, you know, riled up and all, and all those things on their own. Penn State's not. They're used to playing in front of 108 crazy people, uh, 108,000, not 100. They might play in front of 108 people uh, this week, but 108,000 people in Happy Valley and, and all those things. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see how these teams come out. I think IU could bring their own juice a little bit, uh, but it's an opener, and we've seen some funky things happen uh, in in these openers. What are your initial thoughts on on uh, on this game? Well, my initial thought, you talk about an actual game. Uh, as far as Penn State's concerned, look, we have to be honest and upfront about this. We don't really know. Uh, Indiana's coaches, you know, are, are projecting confidence. Uh, it, it certainly does seem like they like their team. They worked at these guys that put in the focus they put into the off season. Um, but you know, we've seen in football that hopes were high, uh, and they just have not been ready that we're going to be that happy this year. You just don't know what you're going to get. So we'll start out. We think a pretty good quarterback, not a great one uh, for Penn State. He's back for the Nittany Lions. Uh, they should have a, a pretty good offensive line. Uh, Journey Brown, his status for Saturday is up in the air. If he does play, a terrific running back. He went for over 100 yards last season against Indiana. Um, certainly has that, you know, hopes of being an All-American uh, for this season or at the very least an All-Big Ten back. Um, <clears throat> if he can't go, uh, you're looking at Devin Ford and Noah Kane splitting the reps. They'll be in the rotation regardless. Two very good players as well. Uh, so far, they've not shown that game-breaking ability that Journey Brown has. So that's something to keep an eye out on this, this week as we progress to see if, if any indication on Journey Brown's status is out there. Um, you know, Penn State, they lost Pat Fryermuth. However, he opted back in. Uh, it's a huge, huge boon for them to get him back. He's one of the best tight ends in the country. Uh, and it's going to be a real problem for Indiana's defense for sure. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I think you're looking at Pat Fryermuth. Uh, he's a really good all-around tight end. He's not quite the deep threat that, say, uh, a Kyle Pitts for Florida is. Uh, however, you know, very good all-around tight end. Um, Indiana's going to have to figure out, you know, 
how are they going to cover him? Is it going to be a linebacker like a Cam Jones perhaps? Uh, or is it going to be maybe that Husky where, you know, is, is Indiana's new Husky, uh, Brian Fitzgerald, is he big enough to cover a Pat Fryer move? Um, don't know. That's going to be an interesting thing to scheme up. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, Penn State, obviously, traditionally very good defense under, uh, under Coach Franklin. Um, I, I am anticipating that their, their run defense takes a step back. It'll still be really good, but they were elite in run defense last year, and IU's running game really struggled. I think their pass defense should improve a little bit. It was not very good last year. Peyton Ramsey really shredded them. Uh, one of his best games as an Indiana quarterback. Um, but I, I do still think there's going to be some opportunities for IU's passing game uh, to make some hay. Um, the biggest concern in that passing game is going to be blocking – uh, their defensive ends, who I think both of them uh, are, are going to be pretty good all Big Ten type players. So uh, certainly it's a huge challenge. But look, Indiana's played with Penn State the past two seasons and really should have beaten them last year in Happy Valley. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, the last two, two years, <laughs> IU probably really should have beaten Penn State. Um, both games were within a a, a touchdown um you know the special teams got them in 2018 last year is just a whole mix of things it was they couldn't stop them on that last in the fourth quarter on that eight minute drive they just ran out of time uh and then you had some critical you gave them a couple touchdowns um the muff punt there was a penalty on the third down that led to a touchdown uh later in the drive and then you had the failed um the failed fake punt, which uh, which they scored a couple plays afterwards. So, you know, that's yep. 14 points on the board right there that you're giving them. And for Indiana to get over the hump of these top 10, um, you know, losing to these top 10 teams, you can't make mistakes like that. You have to play a clean game. Uh, you have to, you know, play your A game. And you also kind of have to get lucky because if Penn State comes out and plays their A game, um, I, you could play their A game and, and they might still lose by, you know, seven to 10 points. It's like every time you go up against Ohio state, if Ohio state is playing their A game. You have no shot. You got to hope that they bring their B or C game and IU plays their A game, uh, and, and things like that. So that's going to be something interesting to look at. Um, before we get keys to the game, TJ, let's hear again from our friends over at bet online. Uh, the wait is finally over a triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is back in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. The MLB uh, playoffs are in full swing with the World Series starting tomorrow night. Uh, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head over to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. So, TJ, we touched on some keys to the game. Uh, we'll get to some main keys. What is your main key uh, for the game for Indiana to, uh, to to come out with the victory? 
I mean, you could point to so many things, but as I go back uh, and think about, you know, all the football that we've watched so far this season, uh, Indiana needs to be the more prepared team. Uh, and preparation comes in a lot of forms in terms of game plan, uh, in terms of your offensive scheme, your defensive scheme. Uh, but for me, I think the most important thing uh, that we've seen so far, Indiana needs to be the more ready-to-play team. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't think it's any shock uh, that not playing in front of fans or, you know, having a season get kind of stopped and started as many times as, as this one has been uh, has had an impact on some teams' mentality. Uh, it's not surprising at all, and it certainly has been the case. Uh, IU has to come ready to play from the get-go, uh, be the team that is more energetic, more fired up, more mentally engaged in the contest, and, and you'll see that uh, with penalties. You'll see that with you know taking care of the ball, executing on offense and defense. Uh, it's, I think, just boils down to Indiana's got to be the more prepared team on Saturday. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. I also think they have to be the team that executes better. Um, and that means tackling. We've seen so many, so many issues with tackling special teams yeah. uh, where, you know, maybe you're in the right position, but you, you don't have that physicality. Uh, we have not seen practice. It's a question I asked Alan and, the coaches all the time. Um, it sounded like in scrimmage one, they were happy with the tackling, only four yep. tackles in that scrimmage. Um, and then, you know, it became a little bit of a concern later in, in fall, but guys are fatigued of camp um, and, and ready to hit somebody else. So I think it's execution. And you could be as prepared as you want, but until you um, – see that other team line up across from you and, and get that first tackle in um, all the preparation might not matter. Uh, but it's, we've seen it before TJ, those first five, six minutes, the first drive for each team. Uh, if Indiana could get out of those first two drives clean, they're going to be right in it. They got to survive. Uh, I'm not even going to say survive anymore. They got to thrive in those first five minutes. Um, yeah. In, in order to pull off this victory. Uh, and, and whether that means come out and score early uh, or make a big play on defense or get a big play on special teams, uh, but don't come out, force a three and out, muff a punt, and have Penn State go down and, and score a touchdown the next drive. Or, you know, don't have um, – you, you saw a couple years ago down at FIU on the first drive, Peyton Ramsey throws a pick. Um, you, you know – Ohio State last year, yeah, they missed the field goal, but they marched right down the field. Um, there are a lot of instances where, you know, you need to get that – Indiana's been in position to get that three and out, get the ball back, get good field position, uh, and, and get a lead early instead of keeping it close and battling and then falling behind late in the game. Uh, you know that these te these top ten teams are going to make a push late in the game. You got to jump ahead early and, and set the tone. So that that's my key to the game: thrive in the first five minutes and execute are, are my two keys. Uh, what's your matchup to watch, TJ? 
I'm going to go uh, now. If Journey Brown were playing, perhaps this is a little bit different, but I'm going to go with Indiana's defense, however they choose to line up uh, in scheme against Pat Fryermuth. Uh, Penn State's wide receiving core, they lost K.J. Hamler, so they're really going to be looking for uh, who's going to step up for them at wide receiver. It, it's kind of a, a work in progress. Uh, Jahan Dotson's likely going to be their number one, kind of the best of the group. Um, but, you know, he might start out in the slot. Uh, they, they definitely don't have any necessarily answers going into the game. I think they've got a lot of potential there at that group, a lot of talent, as you would expect. Uh, but no real guys that you can just pencil in as being guys that they can rely on. Um, those will develop over time, but I use getting them right at the start of the season. And the one constant that they know they can go to is Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. So I think the Hoosiers have to find a way to take that away or at least minimize the damage that Fryermuth does. You can't shut him down completely, uh, but minimize the impact plays that he has and make Clifford go to somebody else and find other guys to beat you. Yeah, I, I mean, and Fryermuth had a touchdown last year. He's, he's an NFL guy. That, that's a, a real good matchup uh, to watch. I'm going to take. Uh, Indiana's offensive front against um, Penn State's front seven. Uh, And and it's kind of twofold. It's can they protect Michael Penix enough for him to let the ball go and, and um, hit these wide receivers, Indiana. I'm kind of hesitant to give them an an advantage in the passing game in terms of, of wide receivers but they're loaded at wide receiver. And, and you've got Wap, who's playing with the chip on his shoulder from last year. Ty Freifogel had a big game against Penn State last year. Uh, Javon Swinton is having a, a heck of a, a fall camp uh, and is turning heads. You've got Miles Marshall. You've got a lot of weapons uh, to use. And then you have the tight ends with Peyton Hendershot. Um, does Indiana have to use that second tight end to come and block? Um, can they stop the pass rush? And then in the running game, uh, you know, in the Big Ten, you have to be able to run the ball um, and pick up those four first downs and set up second and third and manageable so that you can take shots downfield and and, um, and not have to rely on a, on a huge pass play. Um, I don't think it, Stevie Scott's going to go go off for 300 yards on on 20 carries or anything like that or um but can they get that push to where he's getting you know three and a half four five yards per carry uh where when you need it um when you need that first down late in the game to seal it uh, you've seen it time and time again where indiana has the punt with two two minutes three minutes left in the game and the other team comes down and scores and it's hard to be all over again uh, but, you know, you got to be able to run the ball. You have Samson James there, too. You brought in some tight ends and some um, and some graduate transfer linemen. You've got a solid starting five uh, along that line. And then if you, have, if you could throw in a, a Cam Taylor at a blocking, um, blocking tight end, Matt Bjorsen at blocking tight end, uh, you, you have – a solid six lineman group there. And then you could run the ball and, and give Penix time to pass the ball. Um, 
as long as Penn State has to use more than four people on the front line to get a pass rush, I think Indiana is going to be pretty good. But that's my matchup to watch is how Indiana's offensive line holds up against Penn State's defensive line because it's fallen apart in the past uh, and it's it's no knock on a line to fall apart against Penn State, but you got to give uh, your quarterback time and you, and you got to get those hard yards. I mean, it, it, I think it's a victory if Stevie Scott uh, goes for, you know, gets 25 carries and gets 100 yards. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that probably means IU wins in, in some shape or form. So um, let's move to predictions, TJ. Oh uh, yeah, we're 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 going blind for sure. But um, in a uh, kind of a off season in a time that um, things have have been difficult to say the least, uh, I have kind of held out my hope and optimism, and and I continue to believe that Indiana is going to have a really good season. I know they've got a difficult schedule ahead of them. Uh, and I do really like the potential that this team has uh, if they can stay healthy. Uh, so many dangerous skill guys that I'm looking forward to seeing how Nick Sheridan will, will utilize players like a David Ellis. Um, you know, are we going to see multiple backs on the field at the same time? Just uh, so excited for this contest. However, uh, I do have to point to the historical context that, Penn State's 22-1 and one against the Hoosiers all-time. Uh, and the one win for Indiana came against uh, really the, the major rebuilding team that Penn State had following the, uh, the Jerry Sandusky scandal and the, the program's probation. Uh, that downturn for them didn't last near as long as many thought that it would, uh, but that year in 2013 was a bad Penn State team, and that's IU's only win in program history. Uh, so I've got my, my heart kind of going against that historical context, but I think it's a great situation for IU. Uh, and I think Indiana's offense is going to, uh, to have a real nice day, get a couple of those key plays that have gone against Indiana in the past. Uh, I just love what Tom Allen's doing with the program. I'm taking the Hoosiers uh, to win this one 31, 27, Indiana wins 31, 27. Well, we think alike, TJ, because I had 31-27 as well. Except, oh, boy. Except I had Penn State winning. Um, that, okay, good. Now, if we, if we were in agreement, then I think uh, Indiana would have been in big trouble. Then you take all your money that you were going to bet and you shove it under your mattress. Uh, oh, absolutely. Do not bet on this game. Do not do it. No, I, I think the only thing you could predict here is unpredictability. Um, I think it's going to be a, a shootout um, in terms of – you're going to see tackles. You're going to see um, – you're going to see misplays. You're going to see drops. You're going to see all – neither one of these teams has played since January. And I think you're going to see a little bit of rust. Um It'll be close. I, I think it'll be a close game. IU should cover the cover the spread, uh, but I it's I think Penn State's a lot better than people realize, and um, 
they're going to come out, especially with Ohio – I think they play Ohio State next. Uh, yep. With Ohio State on deck, they're going to come out and, and be a little bit more focused. I don't think they look ahead to next week. It's also an opener. So I don't think that whole, oh, they're looking forward to Ohio State is going to matter either. But I just think until – IU gets over the hump. It's tough to trust them in this spot. I think they're ready to do it. Um, can they do it? Sure. I mean, it's 31-27. That means a play or two has to go their way. But like I said in the keys of the game, they gotta they gotta come out and and win that first those first two drives. You gotta make a stop on defense and score on offense, and then you're in the ball game. Um, you can't come out and look like you have a stop fumble and things like that but it, it, it's going to be a good game fans uh should tune in it's, it's a shame that it's still covid's going crazy uh and we can't be there but i'm excited uh it'll be exciting to watch um and we might even do a virtual watch party tj if we could get it working right on uh on hot mic uh it's an app that syncs up your tv audio uh, with zoom it's like zoom um, but it, it syncs up your TV audio, so there's no spoilers uh, and, and things like that. And if you sign up and use the code Who's Your Huddle with no space, um, that that's our referral code for that. It's a free app, um, and we're gonna try it out on Saturday. Uh, if it works, it, it'll be great. If it doesn't, uh, we'll all watch on on TV and text and tweet each other uh, as well. So. That's my prediction, TJ. You're taking Indiana 31-27. I'm taking the inverse of Penn State uh, 31-27. I hope I'm wrong, um, and uh, we'll see. Any final thoughts on this game? I, I, you know, I make that prediction. Uh, anybody that has any confidence in what's going to happen on Saturday is uh, going in blind just like everybody else. I I don't think the coaches really would have a good feel on, on how things are going to play out either. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a I, – I think we're going to learn a lot about Indiana. But regardless of the outcome, it is important to remember uh, a lot's going to change between week one and week two for good or for bad. Uh, so whatever happens Saturday, you know, a season does not one game make, um, you know, but also it, it's a big one on Saturday uh, and a, a nice opportunity for Indiana on a national television stage to, to make a statement about where this program's at. Uh, I do think that there's a decent level of respect as judged by the point spread. So, uh, you know, hopefully Indiana can – can show up and, um, you know, cash in and all this. Yeah, they got to show up and cash in at some point, too. Um, exactly. Yeah. They're receiving votes. A win likes, likely puts you in uh, to the in or close to the top 25. You get Rutgers the following week, a really good chance. <laughs> um, uh, before – who do they play next afterwards? Michigan. They're going into Michigan um, and, and Michigan State, and it's uh, you know we'll see. It, it'll be a, it's a it'll be a good test. 
The weather was <laughs> decent for late October, but it's probably the worst Saturday we've had in a long time at 55 degrees with a 40% chance of rain. Um, so we'll see. Of Any course. Of course. I think anything could happen in, in these openers, uh, especially in 2020. We've seen crazy things happen. Um, so we'll see. Uh, TJ, thanks for joining us. Uh, and have a great evening. Enjoy game week. And uh, we'll talk on mon next Monday. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us all off season. It's, uh, it's game time now. And uh, much like Indiana, all we can all do is take it one week at a time, one game at a time, and see what happens. Yeah, we, uh, we, we are very, very happy to table our, you know, top 20 third-string long snappers in the Big Ten of all time. <laughs> it's good to be back on, on game yeah. and, and talking about those. Yeah. So uh, come back to HoosierAuto.com. We have all your, your uh, news leading up to the game, uh, including our keys to the game, matchups to watch, keys on offense, keys on defense, and know your opponent, uh, you know, a piece on Penn State. And then TJ will have your game day primer as well on Friday, ready to go uh, for everything else. So you can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. And before we get out of here, we have one more word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Uh, listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just re released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you, you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as everything else. Uh, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code armchair. Uh, what are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Anyway, that does it uh, for this evening uh, for the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed your time with us. And we're getting ready for Penn State. Again, if you wanted to watch a watch party with us, uh, we'll try and have that up on Hot Mike. Download the app. It's pretty cool. Try it out uh, with games this week. It's hotmike.io. Uh, it's on uh, in the App Store as well. Use referral code Hoosier Huddle when they ask you how to sign up and things like that. And hopefully uh, we can all watch our Hoosiers together on Saturdays uh, this season. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of the week. And Saturday, Indiana, Penn State at Memorial Stadium, 3.30 on Fox Sports 1 and around the country on your radio networks. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.